It's so good to see every one of you on a Sunday morning. Can I just request everyone to please stand up as we begin? Um, uh, before we listen to the Word of God, let's just take the time to pray and just really commit our time of worship before the Lord. Who's excited to listen to the Word of God today and be transformed by it? You see, when we get into the Word of God, it's not just for our information. Because if you want information, you can go to the library, you can have it in Google. But the reason why we gather today on a Sunday morning, it's not just really so that we may um, gain more knowledge, but it's for us to be formed in the image and likeness of God. Tingnan mo ang katabi mo. Mukha bang Jesus na? Abot langit na ba yung kabaitan niya? And, my, and I want to pray for every one of us that God would really read and prepare our hearts as we get into his word today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for those of us who are here and even to those who are worshiping with us online. Lord, we're here because you've called us. Lord, we are your children and our desire, God, is that you would be glorified more and more in our lives. Lord, the past years may have been difficult. Lord, we have experienced things that we were not supposed to experience, but you allowed it by your grace so that we may get to know you more, that we may rely and depend on your grace more and more. And Lord, our declaration today is that we need you. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you would consume our hearts right now. Lord, for every one of us who are carrying this heavy burden, I pray, Lord, that you would just really um, free them up, God, from those burdens. Lord, to those who are praying for their relationships, I pray, Lord, remind them that you are the God who is a relational God. And Lord, you're going to work in and through their relationships. Lord, to those who are praying for provision today, maraming salamat, God, because even finances, money is never a problem with you. And so I pray, Lord, that you would bless every single child of yours. And more importantly, I pray that may our hope, God, be placed in you alone. We fix our eyes on you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before you sit down, why don't you greet the person seated next to you? Say hi or hello. And kindly take your seats, everyone. All right. Um, the past weeks, we've been talking about abide and really what it means to abide in the Lord. And, and our prayer is that you have really understood what it means to abide in God, to remain in Him. And our prayer is that even after the series, that the whole year, you will continue to abide in who God is, in what He has presented for us, and what He has in store for us, and what He has prepared for us. And we also got the opportunity the past weeks to, 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 to volunteer. How many years you volunteered already in our different ministries? If, st if you still want to sign up, you can still sign up there. Uh, you can scan uh, this QR code. The reason why we are inviting people to serve with us is because that's actually a way of us growing more in the Lord. I just realized, audience, I were, uh, we were talking, and the more we serve, the more that we understand God's plan is and God's heart is for this broken world. And we actually have this great opportunity for us to serve and somehow uh, elevate the welfare and the well-being of the people around us. In fact, this week, together with some of our leaders and staff, together with some of our church members, we got the opportunity to travel again to Surigao and just serve them. And interestingly, while we were there, while we were, there we were really excited. We brought this uh, relief goods. And then pagdating namin doon, we didn't check the weather. So may low-pressure area. 
And the moment we got there, we started um, delivering these relief goods. Biglang bumagsak ang ulan. To the point that we were, alam niyo, that we had to remove our shoes. And then nagpaalang kami. And then may nakita kong chinelas sa isa sa mga bahay. Sabi ko lang, pairam po ng chinelas. Ayaw lang sumagot. So sinuot ko. And then, and then we started carrying these uh, sacks of rice. And this is container of waters. And, and all of this food that we can serve. And then of course, sinuoli ko naman. Sabi ko lang, thank you po sa so, nagpahiram. Wala pa rin sumagot. But the point is that it was just a fun time. And I was telling Odi, alam mo, my love, I would never exchange this experience. Why? Because it's, there's something about serving that, keep, that makes us feel alive. Normally, we just want people to serve us. We want people to accommodate us. We want people to adjust to our preferences. But there's something powerful about serving that all you get to do is just unleash and display and put to use the, the, the talents, the skills that God has for us. And I just realized that as Christians, as children of God, serving is a way of abiding in Him. That it's like telling God, Lord, here are the talents, the skills that you have given me. So Lord, here it is. Alam niyo po, kahit yabag kayo, pwedeng-pwede po kayo mag-asher. Right, Roel? There's, in short, there's always a place for you to serve. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say here is that even the whole year, my prayer is that we'll keep on serving and we will keep on abiding. And I love how, how, how Jesus is inviting us. And if you look at the, the, the stories and, and our theme for the past few weeks as we talk about abide, what Jesus is saying is that remain in me so that you will experience all the more my love, my purpose, my will for your life. For some of us here, probably you started the year so excited after the prayer and fasting, Lord, answered prayers. But after with all the things that you've started to experience relationally in your workplace, you started to get discouraged and you're like, Lord, I, I can't wait for another prayer and fasting. Alam niyo po, you don't need another prayer and fasting for you to spend time with God. Because abiding in Jesus simply means that even when there's no church program, you are fasting, you're praying, you're worshiping God. Why? Because you are remaining in the presence of God. And this is what Jesus, this is what he kept on emphasizing and teaching and instructing to his disciples. He would tell the disciples, abide in me. And he would keep on teaching. And for the past few weeks, we've been talking about that. And now, just before Jesus was crucified, he made this important prayer. In fact, in John 17, verse 1, it says there, when Jesus had spoken these words, the, the scenario here is after that, they, they remember the Last Supper? He was talking to, what we call this, he was talking to his disciples. And then he said that, one of you will betray me. And then the disciples said, na, sabi ni Peter, is it I, Lord? Sabi ni Jesus, it's not you, Peter. Then another disciple asked, is it me, Lord? It's not you, disciple. And then sabi agad ni Judas, is it I, Lord? Sabi ni Jesus, no, 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 no. Di ba parang atik-atik pa ka? <laughs> because God already, Jesus already knew his intention. And so that's why Jesus said, go what you need to do. Because that is in fulfillment to the scriptures. And Jesus continued to equip and said to the disciples that I have overcome the world. And do not worry because the Holy Spirit will be your guide. And after this equipping session and after he gave these instructions and words of comfort to the disciples, then in John chapter 17, verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, 
he lifted his eyes to heaven. Some scholars, they were saying that they were on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, where he will be betrayed. And while he was uttering this prayer, he said, His Father, the hour has come. If you look at, if you look at, uh, if you look at many times in, in the Bible, Jesus would always say, the hour has not yet come. The hour has not yet come for me to reveal myself, for me to be with God, for me to be crucified. But this time, he understood the assignment that I have accomplished the mission that God has given me. So he was saying, the hour has come. And he goes on to, to share this, this very important prayer recorded by the Apostle John. And this prayer, he uttered this, he said this before he was betrayed by Judas, before he suffered under the Roman soldiers who were very brutal. He, he, he made this prayer before he was crucified. And mind you, Jesus already saw what was about to happen. And so imagine this, before he was about to suffer and go through these difficult moments, he prayed. Jesus prayed. And this prayer, though it is similar with the prayer in Matthew chapter 6, remember Matthew 6? Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. So in, in Matthew chapter 6, he was saying that this is how, then how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's very similar. He taught his disciples, this is how you should pray. Um, deliver us from evil, amen. But here, he was praying to his Father. Because he understands that his time is about to come. And him leaving this world, it simply means that his disciples are about to go through some of the most difficult moments of their lives as well. I want to ask you this question. Sino sa dito, you thought the very moment that you become a Christian, you thought that everything will become easier. Yung, alam mo yung kapag may prayer ka, sasagutin ni God na parang siyang genie. Tapos iniisip mo na Lord, pumunta naman ako ng church. Lord, bigyan mo naman ako ng Valentine's Day. Lord, pinagpray ko to Lord, sagutin mo agad. Lord, parang puro blessings lang. Ang nangyari, hindi na will ni God yung nasusunod, yung gusto na natin. And so Jesus prayed this very important prayer, showing His heart, revealing what is in His heart. Telling God, Lord, my disciples, these disciples that you've entrusted to me, these people that you have given me, they are about to go through something that's, uh, they're going to go through a difficult season, a difficult moment in their lives. So in John chapter 17, Jesus was praying to his father. He was praying for his disciples. He was praying to the future believers like us. Now, can you see natin, I mean, Jesus, bakit ka pray? Why won't you just heal the sick na lang, as many as you could? Why won't you just like give final instructions to, to, to your disciples just before you will be crucified? Isn't that the past three years enough for them to be equipped? Isn't there moments with you, walking with you, sleeping together, um, and, and, and just, just doing life and ministry together? Are those years not enough for the disciples? You see, I just realized that no matter how many years we think that we are in our Christian walk, sometimes we overestimate ourselves. Yung talagang na-realize ko, minsan, ang, ang taas ng tingin natin sa sarili natin, akala natin na mature na tayo, but if titingnan mo talaga, may konting nag-post lang sa Facebook na hindi mo ka 
aliado sa political stand mo, parang, ay, naku, gabi, hindi siya Christian, parang, whoa. And we get to, we, we quickly react on certain things. We overestimate ourselves. And, and you know what? It's actually evident by our prayerlessness. When God would assign us to do certain things, and here we are, Lord, kakayanin ko. We don't even pray about it. When there are decision makings that needed to be made, we always rely on our common sense. We always rely in our confidence. We always rely on our experience. And we don't pray about it. We overestimate ourselves so much that we don't consult God. And it's also evident in the divisiveness that we see in our relationships, that we see around us. And Jesus understood, Jesus understands the difficulty that his disciples will be experiencing living for his name. That's why Jesus prayed. And in John chapter 17, it shows there the prayer of Jesus. In John chapter 17, verse 11, part of his prayer, he prayed for his disciples, and this is what he was saying. Lord, my disciples, these disciples that you have entrusted to me, they are in the world. Now, when you, look at, when, when, when you look at the word world in the Bible, in other translations, it means cosmos. Or in other, what it means is that it's operating in a world system governed by Satan. Thus, if you look at the corruption that you see around us, if you look at the brokenness around us, God did not cause that. If you see injustices around us, God did not cause that. That's why the world is broken is because there's a worldly system operated by Satan. And, the, and what Jesus is saying here, these disciples who believe in your name, these disciples who, who are willing to count the cost, they will remain in the world. And Jesus is saying, and now I am coming to you. And Lord, I delight in the thought that I will be by your side, that I will be in your presence. But Lord, here's my prayer. These disciples who will remain in the world, here was the prayer of Jesus. Holy Father, keep them in your name. This is what Jesus prayed. Holy Father, keep them in your name. The disciples needed the prayer of Jesus and the power of God for them to actually remain in the Lord, for them to remain in His will, for them to remain in His love, for them to remain in His purpose, for them to keep on worshiping and loving Jesus in their lives. And did you know that in, in Jewish culture, that disciples would actually stop following a dead rabbi or a dead teacher? They have no business continually following the teachings of a dead rabbi. In short, gagawin na they would look for another rabbi. But for these disciples whom God called to follow Jesus, they were called to follow Jesus until the end. And you see, these disciples were to continue, and if, this is, and if these disciples were to continue, they need to be kept as disciples of Jesus. I love what Charles Spurgeon said about this. You have been redeemed, but you must still be kept. You must be regenerated, but you must be kept. You are pure in heart and hands, but you must be kept. And what it means is that, yes, we have been redeemed by the grace of God. 
We have experienced the, the mercy and the grace of God, yet we have to be kept. We need to remain. We need to abide in the Word of God, in the will of God, so that we will continue to experience what it means to be used by God and to be loved by God. So our continuing on in Jesus is not left our own efforts alone. Because the word, the world, the flesh, the devil is mighty enough to actually distract us from our purpose. Have you heard of people? Ang lagi nilang sinasabi, you know, the good old days, I used to be so passionate before the Lord. Dati nagpa-fast kami, hindi lang five days, 365 days. Five days is for the week, Pastor. 365, whoo! For your parents, alam nyo ba dati, for your parents, like 20, 30 years ago, they were also, they were always on social media fast. Kasi walang social media before, no? <laughs> and, 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 and I want us to understand that that is very important for us to understand that we need to stay with Jesus. And, we, and if we stay with Jesus, it is because Jesus has prayed for us. We need to be kept by God. We need keeping from division. We need keeping from spiritual error. Alam mo bakit ang daming napupunta sa kulto? Because hindi nila alam anong katotohanan eh. That's why we need to be kept from those things. We need to be kept from sin. We need keeping from worldliness. We need keeping from hypocrisy. Have you ever met someone who's a hypocrite? Huwag mong tingnan ang katabi mo. Tingnan mo ang taong nasa salamin, nakikita ninyo. Because the first person that you need to always check is actually ourselves. And if you think na, Pastor, grabe ako, I've been a Christian for the past 30 years. Ako magpo-fall? There's no one exempted from, 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 from falling away from God. The past years we've seen theologians, apologists, famous people, preachers and, 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 and personalities who used to talk about God and yet they have deconstructed their faith. That's why we need to keep ourselves in the presence of God. We need to abide in who God is. We need to be kept from all of this because living in this world draws us nearer to these tendencies because division is a possibility. Spiritual error is a possibility. Worldliness is a possibility. Na in love ka lang, nahulog ka na, is a possibility. Hypocrisy is a possibility. The reality is we are all prone to these things and the only way for us to be kept safe from this is to continually abide in God. I want to show the, you this very uh, example. I want to call on Martin. Cheer nyo naman si Martin, guys. One of our most faithful and available volunteers. Thank you so much for being. So, I want us to understand that, for example, this is, for example, he is God. Example lang, hindi siya si Gada, pero para, yun. Imagine he is God. And the prayer of Jesus is that, Lord, my prayer is that my disciples would, what? Be kept in you, that they would remain in you. So, if I am that disciple, and, and, and Jesus prayed that I have to be, that I have to abide in God, so imagine, the, the, imagine being the presence of God. Lord, grave, Lord, the joy is just amazing. Lord, being in you, Lord, nothing else compares. Masaya yung sa presence ni God eh. Pa-worship ka pa, umiiyak ka pa, Lord, isaya. But living in this world, operated, operating in a worldly system where there is brokenness, where there is temptation, where there is just lust and, 
and promiscuity all over us, sometimes our tendency as disciples is to actually pursue these things. And we go after these things. That's why, that's why we don't just say, na, ah, Pastor, I'm exempted from that. We are not exempted. That's why the prayer of Jesus is for us to remain that God would keep us in His name because why? We always go for division. And we try to keep, we go, we try to go after this. And God, Jesus was saying, Lord, keep them in your name. Keep me pa. Okay. Because intense talaga. And you try to, Lord, Lord, I love ko, gusto ko to, Lord. And you're like, and Jesus praying, Lord, keep them in my name. And here you are, may opportunity. Lord, mas maraming pera. Lord, bahala may iwan ng pamilya ko. Lord, maraming pera. And here you are, you go after that. And God, Jesus saying, Lord, keep me in your name. And many times we try to go after so many things. Bro, pigilan mo ako, pigilan mo ako. Pigilan mo ako. <laughs> Dapat pala mas malaking kinuha ko. No? <laughs> but the point is that we try to pursue other things. And Jesus prayed, Lord, keep them in my name. Because the only way for us to experience the will of the Father, to live out the purpose of the Father, is when we abide in who God is. Clapahan niyo po si Martin. Thank you, Martin. And that's why to be kept by God is to abide in God. To remain in Him. Do you know, do you know why, there's, why there's so much emptiness in the world right now? It's because we try to draw ourselves nearer to the call of the world, to the voice of the world. That's why Jesus prayed, Holy Father, keep them. It's not just about us. Lord, I want to be with you. Jesus prayed, Lord, let them stay in you. That they will not fall into temptation. Lord, na kahit magbabalentines bukas, Lord, hindi sila malulungkot ng dahil wala silang kadate. But Lord, sa iyo pa lang, Lord, kompleto na sila. Lord, 2022, Lord, marami silang utang. Lord, I pray that they will run to you and that they will just be asking, Lord, for provision that their faith will be on you, not on people. Na instead of just really trusting in you, Lord, they will keep on looking at people. And God is, and Jesus was saying, Lord, keep them in your name. That's why Jesus prayed because He understands our tendencies. Sina sa inyo dito, kayo na pagising yung kayo ng umaga, medyo gloomy, no? Naisip nyo, Lord, wag na kayong pumunta ng church. Mas masarap mag-abide in my bed. <laughs> to remain in the presence of my bed. You see, many times we make decisions based on our emotions. <laughs> Lord, I feel like, Lord, I feel happy today. And we always, we always trust our feelings. But Jesus said, Lord, keep them in my name. Keep them in your name. And that's why Jesus prayed. Specifically, Jesus prayed for certain things in this passage. Firstly, Jesus prayed for our unity. Jesus prayed for our unity. In John chapter 17, verse 11, Jesus says here, For I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name which you have given me, that they may be one even as we are one. Jesus understands that our personal preferences, our religious tradition, our childhood baggages, our educational attainment, and currently our political stands, they can get in the way of our unity in the church. 
So Jesus prayed for us to be united, that there will be unity in worship, that there will be unity in us serving the Lord, that there will be unity in us doing the mission of God. And you see, our unity is a result of us remaining in God. The more that we abide in God, in His Word, in His truth, the more that we understand, Lord, I need to be in connection, to be in fellowship with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. You see, church, Christian unity is non-negotiable to God. And one of the things that I realized while studying this is that your theology, most of us, we would like to talk about God. And theology is not just about generosity and the grace of God. Even your unity with your brothers and sisters is, is a display of your theology. So your theology is revealed in your unity with other believers. And let's be real here. This political, this, this political uh, campaigning and this coming election, it has produced some of the most divisiveness that I, we have ever seen. People are canceling one another. Have you ever been canceled just because of the color that you wear? Do you know what we need to cancel? We need to cancel these cancerous attitudes that people have embraced. Because the very moment that you cancel someone, it speaks more of your attitude. It speaks more of your character. Because how dare you cancel someone who has been loved by God? Someone whom, whom God has poured out His grace and His mercy, and here you are just because we're different in who, in who we, we, we endorse. Cancel na God. And many of us are actually guilty of that. Huwag kang magturo na ibang tao because you know you're guilty. We are not called to cancel people, but we are to cancel this cancerous attitude. Because if Jesus Christ came here to accept people, to love people, and for these people to experience His grace, how dare we cancel these people whom Jesus loved? That's why Jesus prayed for our unity. I love what one of our pastors in the U.S., he said this, the greatest indicator of your spiritual health is will be seen through our relationships. What you believe about God will inform how you treat people. mature ka, let me check how you deal and how you treat other people. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 2 to 3. Paul saying here, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. If you look at Ephesians chapter, chapters 1 to 3, it talks about what Christ has done, the, 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 the power of the gospel. And this gospel, the result, the effect of this is actually unity. Now, unity is not about uniformity na dapat There will be discussions, there will be disagreements, but what I want you to understand is that we are called to live amongst unity. Here are questions I want to ask you. Are you living in unity and harmony with other believers? Are you making every effort to keep the unity amongst other believers? Or are you the one creating walls? Are you the one canceling people? Or are you the one isolating yourself? Because church community is about different people coming together, understanding that we are all different, but lahat po tayo, we have received the grace and the mercy of God. 
You see, unity is a mark of our spiritual maturity. We are to build bridges and not walls. Now, everyone look up here. Look at me. I want to ask you this question. If our unity with other believers will be graded by God, okay, graded siya. Imagine mo, rate mo from 1 to 5. What do you think will be your grade? 5 being the highest and 1 being the lowest. Are you making every effort to be in unity? To love, to pray, to be serving alongside with others. That's why Jesus prayed for our unity. Because He understands the tendency of Christians especially to be about themselves. To always think that they are right. To always think that they're better than others. Kaya isa sa mga, na, isa sa mga accusations sa mga Christians is yung holier-than-thou attitude. Eh. That's why Jesus prayed for our unity. Next is that G- Jesus prayed that we will experience His joy. This is one of the things that Jesus wanted for us. That we will not just experience joy, but His joy. In John chapter 17, verse 13, it says here, But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So he was actually directly praying for his disciples that they would experience the joy that Jesus contains. And you see, Jesus lived his life filled with so much joy. It would be very ironic for a Christian who claims to follow Jesus, sings worship songs and sings praises to God, and yet there's no joy in your walk with the Lord. You see, Jesus, His joy was rooted in unbroken fellowship with God, His Father. His joy was the fruit of true faith and confidence in His Father. That's why the prayer of Jesus was not just for His disciples to experience joy, but to experience His joy. Source, the source of His joy is intimacy with, with God. Now, could it be that our idea of joy is dictated by the happiness we feel? Could it be that our source of joy is dictated by how much comfort we experience? I believe that the request to keep the disciples safe is the equivalent of keeping them abiding in Christ. Believing in Him, depending on Him, trusting in Him, looking for Him, obeying His word. There was a story of how a Russian countess or princess um, received the Lord in his life. So she became a Christian. And the moment that, she, that she, had, she, she, she placed her trust in Jesus, she was very vocal about it. And this, this Russian char, hindi siya yung char na char, ha? In short, he's the, this Russian emperor, okay, he was not happy about what his um, wife did or he was not happy that his wife um, became a Christian. So to punish his wife, he placed his wife in this prison cell together with the lowliest of the lowly. Because he wanted him, he wanted her to realize that this silly religion, this silly faith of yours, should, is actually nothing. And the most important thing actually should, is the pleasures of the world, the goals and the power that this kingdom can offer you. And so after a night staying in this prison cell, this Russian char or emperor called his wife. 
And so in the presence of the, of the emperor, he asked her sarcastically, So, are you ready to give up on your silly faith of yours? And start just really enjoying the, the riches of this kingdom, enjoying the power that you, you, you used to have. And here's what the princess said. I have known more real joy and more real happiness in one day in prison with Jesus than I have known in a lifetime in the courts of the char. You see, church, the happiness that the world offers is incomparable to the joy that is found in Christ. The excitement that this online gaming or mobile games can bring you, it is nothing compared to the joy found in Christ. The increase or the profits, the profits that you get to get in terms of your businesses or the stock market or any marketing ideas that you have, it is nothing compared to the joy that is found in Jesus. Come on, church. This new car, this new house, or even a Valentine's date, as great as they are, and I hope that you would have those, but it is nothing compared to the joy that is found in Jesus. The question is, are you pursuing the joy that Christ offers you? Or are you pursuing this earthly pleasure that the world offers you? But in reality, it has nothing to offer. That's why Jesus was praying for us to find our joy in Him. Because He understands that many of the believers, they would actually pursue things that, that displeases the Lord. And lastly, Jesus prayed that we will abide in His purpose. And you see, this is what I would really want for all of us to understand. God wants us to be united. God wants us to experience His joy despite of the suffering, despite of the pain, despite of the persecution, despite of the discomfort, that we will still find joy in Christ. And this is also one of the prayers of Jesus that we will abide, that we will serve, that we will live out His presence, His purpose in our lives. In John chapter 17, verses 16 to 18, sinabi ni Jesus dito, they are not of the world. This actually talks about our identity, the process that we go through, and the purpose that God has called us in. Okay, firstly, when we talk about they are not of the world, ibig sabihin ito, this is our identity. What we need to pursue is not the cares or the concerns of the world. But what God has called us into is to live for the ways of the kingdom. To live for kingdom purposes. In short, we are called by the King of Kings to serve in His kingdom. In short, wherever God has placed you right now, whether you're a businessman or whether you're a future lawyer or you're working in the government, you're working in the ministry or you are a student, wherever God has placed you, guess what? God has placed you there to be the representative of His kingdom. So people will see this. So this is what it means where Jesus is king. And the Bible says here that they are not of the world. We, our identity, who we are, is not dictated by the world. Our worth is not of the world. Our validation does not come from the world. Not only that, the Bible says, Jesus prayed, sanctify them in your truth. In short, what God wants us to understand is that we are not of the world. The way we live our lives should be different from the, how the world thinks, how the world operates. 
And also Jesus says here, as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. In short, these three important concepts. First is that you are called out by God. You used to be enjoying the pleasures of the world. Yet God was saying, Anak, alam ko masaya ka dyan, pero let me show you what's more fulfilling and more satisfying. And He calls us out from the world. And now we are in His presence. We are now living for the glory of God. Not only are we called out, we are also consecrated. The word consecrated simply means set apart. You have been set apart for a specific purpose. Hindi ka lang tinanggal ni God sa makamundong um, pag-iisip, but He has set you apart so that He can mold you and He can transform you and so that He can use you. One classic example of this is, alam niyo kapag may mga parties, uh, kapag normal bahay natin, uh, normal kainan natin, regular place ginagamit natin, pero kapag may mga special guests, lumalabas yung mga china wares or mga special na mga plato na hindi na ilalabas. Why? Because that is set apart for a, for a special occasion. Now, mind you, I want us to understand that we are consecrated. We are set apart by God because He wants to use us. Can you tell the person beside you, God wants to use you? Can you convince the person beside you? Tell that person, God wants to use you. That's why God consecrates us so that He can use us. And not only that, we are commissioned. We are commissioned to do the will of God. We are commissioned to, to proclaim the work of God in the world. You see, when Jesus came into this world, he came here to fulfill the purpose of God. He healed the sick. He taught, the, he taught people about the kingdom of God. He taught people about salvation. And He gave them eternal life. And now that Jesus was about to go to His Father, He is now saying, Jesus, Father in heaven, I pray that my disciples and the future believers, that they will be united, that they will experience my joy, but more importantly, Lord, that they will carry on the mission that you have given me. Lord, that even as you have called them as your disciples, as they follow you in their lives, I pray, O Lord, that wherever they are, whatever they do, that they will be faithful in doing the purpose and the mission that you have given them. As you have sent me, Lord, I have sent them. In short, if you are here today and you confess that you have Jesus in your life, understand that you are not called to sit here, but you are called to be sent out there where there are broken people living with broken relationships. And what God wants, to what God, what God wants us to understand is that He wants to bring reconciliation, restoration, His grace and mercy to these people. And how will they know unless you go out there and tell them, about the message of the gospel. How will they know about the good news unless you open your mouth? And God will use His disciples. That's why you are commissioned. You are called out, you are consecrated, and you are commissioned. You see, everyone, many times we think that Christianity is about just the blessings of God, the favor of God. But Christianity is actually being like Christ. Being like Christ in our purpose, in our relationships, the way we manage and use our finances, uh, the way we use our skills and talents. And at the same time, it is to glorify Christ. And what we want to see is that wherever God has placed us, 
that Christ's life, Christ's purpose will be seen and it will multiply. That's what it means to go and make disciples. So you see, everyone, our heavenly purpose is not to become like the world, but to bring the world to Jesus. And this, is, this can only happen when we abide in who Jesus is. This can only happen when we are kept in the presence of God. That's why Jesus prayed, Father, keep them in your name. They may, may they continue to enjoy your purpose. May they continue to live out your will and even, Lord, suffer for your name. Among here, you're willing to obey God in your life. Thank you for those seven people. Among here, you're willing to suffer for the sake of Christ. My prayer is for every one of us to understand that the most fulfilling, the most satisfying life is a life with Christ. Life being, life serving in the presence and purposes of God alone. Let us pray. Lord, thank you. Lord, maraming salamat for this just wonderful time of being equipped by your word. So I pray, Holy Spirit, that may you align every one of us, align our hearts, Lord, to the prayer of Jesus. Not my prayer, Lord, not my words, but Lord, the very desire of Jesus. He prayed that the disciples would be one. Lord, that there will be unity amongst us. And if, Lord, if we are the people speaking division, we are the ones, Lord, creating kami yung nagchichismis, kami yung mga naging marites, kami yung uh, the one creating chaos, and we are not being truthful, Father, forgive us. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that just like how Jesus Christ came here, Lord, to bring the truth, in the same way, Lord, may your truth just break any ungodly mindsets in our minds. And Lord, if there are any unforgiveness, if there are any roots of bitterness in our hearts today, Lord, we let it go. And I pray, Lord, that may you bring us into this position of unity together with our brothers and sisters. I also pray, Lord, that we will experience your joy. Lord, this kind of joy that no one else can give us. Lord, that no, no, no thing in this world could ever just give us. So Jesus, give us your joy. And I pray, Lord, that even as we go through persecution and sufferings and even, Lord, tragedies in our lives, may we continue, Lord, to hold on to you and even, Lord, respond in joy. Not because everything makes sense, but it's because we have you in our lives. And more importantly, God, even as you have called us out, even as you have uh, saved us, in the same way, Lord, you are sending us to the world out there. Our prayer today, Lord, here am I. Lord, use me. Lord, here am I. Send me for your glory and honor. So I pray, Lord, for your, for your children today. May we respond in obedience. Holy Spirit, have your way in each one's heart, in each one's life today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand up, everyone? Just a reminder, um, if you still want to sign up to our ministries, you can just go at the back later and um, scan the QR code and there are different ministries that you can actually be part of. But more importantly, 
my prayer is that you will continue to abide in God's Word. Church, listen to me. You will go through difficulties this year. And it's not going to be easy. But do you know what will keep us safe? It's abiding in God and His Word. And one of the things that I really appreciate is that God also has given us His people. He has placed people in our lives. Not for imperfect people. In fact, these people can actually offend us. But what I appreciate about these people is that they are willing to go the extra mile just for us to cross bridges, to cross impossibilities together. These are people who would sacrifice their time, even resources for you. These are people who are willing to lay their lives down for you. And what we're inviting all of us here is to be part of a victory group. A victory group is, is not just a Bible study group where you study the Bible, but it's a group where you get to do life, faith, and ministry together. It is actually one of the best places where you can grow in your relationship with God. So if you want to join a victory group, we actually have a discipleship corner doon sa likod. It's a place yung may sofa and my tables. So if you want to sign up for a victory group, please go there. And there will be people who will be helping you out get connected to a victory group. Is that okay? Does that make sense? That's all. Um, close in prayer. And can I ask everyone to please lift up your hands as I pray a prayer of blessing for everyone. Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you for working in our midst. I pray that you would bless your people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Jesus, thank you for the work that you're doing in each one's heart. Bless your people. Lord, even as we depart from this place, even as you're sending us out to the world out there, use us, we pray. Equip us, we pray. Guide us and grant us wisdom. And Holy Spirit, empower us. Even, Lord, to do greater works for your glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say, Amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for worshiping with us. Feel free to drop by our volunteer booth and our discipleship corner. Have a great Sunday. God bless you all.